So thank you so much, Gretchen, for joining me on the JB Country Show, ahead of your Lillam show at Lowther Pavilion on the 4th of May. What can people expect from the farewell tour? Well, I... I've done a lot of thinking about, you know, what, and, and I've heard a lot of feedback from fans too about what songs they want to hear. Um, I think everybody sort of wants to get their favorites in, myself included, um, because this is our our last full full on tour. Um, but I think we're going to do a bit of a retrospective, and I I really am allowing myself the pleasure of picking out all the songs I really really want to sing. Um, which includes some things that haven't been in the set list for a few years. Brilliant. Um, and then uh, above and beyond the songs, I think, um, I think it'll probably be pretty emotional. I mean, I, I, it's been a really long and wonderful relationship that I've had with audiences in the UK. And um, I expect to be pretty emotional. And I think the audience will be and. um Maybe we'll have a good cry together at the end of the night. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's, that's brilliant. That, that brings me to my second, que- uh, second question. Do you have a favourite song you like to perform? I have a few favourites. I couldn't pick out just one, but um, I always... And you know, it's funny. I, I really... I use that kind of as a litmus test for how good a song really is. One of the one of the real uh, markers of a of a great song is that you can sing it hundreds and hundreds of times and always find something new in yeah. it. Um, and not every song will stand up to that kind of treatment. Um, so I would say that one of my favorite songs to sing always has been from the very beginning has been on a bus to St. Cloud because I've never gotten tired of it, yeah. um, which is it's quite something to say after singing it literally every night for 30 years wow. um okay so that, that's definitely up there and then there are others that maybe are might not be so obvious uh to to audience members i i love singing the matador every night i really enjoy that and i love tell i love telling stories because really at the face of it i'm i'm a storyteller so i love yeah. the story songs like five minutes brilliant super thank you okay you've had a huge success songwriting would you change anything or do you think the younger you handle it well because you were writing from the age of five <laughs> um you know i think i did i think i did pretty well i'm i i followed my my instincts pretty much you know with some with some help and guidance from some really good people but i i Pretty much throughout my entire career, I just followed my nose, really. And I think that worked out pretty well. I think I would have, if I could go, if I could tell my younger self something, I would say just not to worry about it all so much that it would work out the way it was supposed to. Because I think early on when I got my first record deal, everyone had this expectation that I would become a mainstream country artist. And... I think in deep down inside my bones, I knew I had another path to go on. Um, And, 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 and it turned out to be absolutely the right path for me. But so if I could, you know, if I could go back and talk to her, I'd say, Hey, don't sweat it. It's going to be fine. It's going to be great. What's your creative process like? Um, I am very uh, slow, (laughs) slow as molasses, as they say. (laughs) Um, I, I like to spend a long time with us with a song or a song idea. I, I'm not very quick. I don't like to co-write very much. I find it very awkward yeah. for the most part. I do do it occasionally, but 
it's it's a pretty awkward process to me. I I really much prefer to to write alone, um, and spend as that way. I feel like there's no pressure on me. I can if I want to spend six months with a song idea, if I feel like uh, it's just not ready to be born yet, yeah. I can do that. And I don't have a co-writer sitting there tapping their finger going, could we get this finished, please? Yeah, can we do this in 30 minutes, please? Yeah. Right, right. And right. recorded, and in the can. <laughs> yeah, I understand, yep. yeah. So how does writing a song for a legend like Neil Diamond happen? It's funny you asked me that. Someone in an audience asked me that just, they, they happened to land on the Neil Diamond thing. And they said, how was writing a song with Neil Diamond? And I said, I have to tell you, it was kind of weird. It was, it was kind of strange. First of all, he's, he's a legend. Mm -hmm. And I had not met him before, or I'd met him briefly, I guess, before we sat down in a room to write. And as I said before, I'm not a very I'm not a very natural co-writer. It's it's already kind of awkward for me. So you can imagine, you know, sitting in the room with with Neil was awkward times twenty, you it's know, surreal. for me. Um, so we ended up writing a funny song. We ended up that was just our way, I think, to sort of take the pressure off. Yeah, uh, we just had, we just thought, oh, what the heck, you know? Let's just write something funny and humorous. And he he, we laughed our way through the afternoon. He really loved it. He loved the idea. And uh, you know, it's not it's not a uh, profound, deep song, but hey, we wrote a song together. That's fantastic. It really is. <laughs> so, at the end of the tour, I noticed you have a good number of songwriting workshop uh, workshops lined up. Seems yeah. like working up. Uh, new songs with aspiring established songwriters is something a passion for you working on on with new young songwriters you mean yeah it's a, yeah it seems yeah. to be a passion I, for you i find it in you know it was it's maybe the biggest surprise of my whole career was how much i love teaching um and i, I use the word teaching loosely because i'm really i feel like i'm really more guiding uh young songwriters into how to into a deeper mode of creativity. Um, I'm, I'm really just sharing my own experience with them and, and hoping that that sort of turns some light bulbs on, of you course. know, of but course. I really, I really love it. And yeah, it is a passion of mine and to much to my own surprise, really. Yeah. That's it, it is. Yeah. I, I can understand that. And, you know, people, even in the radio world, young DJs wanted to learn from the old guys. You know, they, they, that's what they want to do. They want to learn from the old, older people. And they, I think, they've got the know, experience. It's human nature. We all want to feel like we have something to offer, um, yeah. especially when we get to a point where we've, you know, we've kind of done it all and, and seen it all. And, you, you know, everybody wants to feel like they have something to offer. And I that it, teaching gives me that it really I I always say I get more from my students than than I probably give them yeah I could, that's that's understandable yeah. is there anybody in today's music scene where you've thought mm, a collaboration with that artist would be really good well there are a lot of like I said I'm, I don't I, I I'm not a, a an eager co-writer but collaborating could mean also you know duetting yeah. or all kinds of there's all kinds of ways to collaborate i will tell you i think there's some really wonderful young women out there yeah um, i think that jamie harris is fantastic um 
Emily Scott Robinson is another young uh, songwriter that I that I just love and uh, someone that is doing very, very well for herself right now and is an absolute favorite of mine is Brandy Clark. OK, that's cool to hear. I'll play Brandy Clark. After. I'm going to have a, like a little Gretchen session while when this gets uh, yeah when this gets uh, put out on air, which will probably be Monday. Um, yeah, because obviously your show's on the Thursday, isn't it? Yes. That's cool. Yes. So the show's billed as your farewell tour. I've just wondered if you might change your mind someday and think, ah, I'm going back to the UK. I'm going to do another tour. <laughs> never say well, never. Yeah. <laughs> I, I made I hope that I made it very clear in I made an announcement um, late last year about this and I hope that I made it abundantly clear that if we that we may come back and do a festival for instance yeah. um, or a special show uh, I think what we are saying farewell to really is the long extended full-on you know, city to city, month long tours. We, yeah. We're just we're 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 not going to be doing that anymore. But it certainly awesome. doesn't preclude us coming back and and doing a festival and a couple of warm up dates, maybe for the festival or you know things like that. I I I'm I'm not. Um, I, I've been coming to the UK for thirty years, and it's uh, I I'm not going anywhere. Do you do you I'm, have I'll, a favorite I'll spot in the back. UK? Pardon me. Do you have a favorite place in the UK? Oh, I have so many. I mean, I love the coast. I mean, I love all the coasts. Uh, I like to go if I'm, which will happen on Thursday. On, uh, you know, if I'm close to the beach, I'll you be are. there. Yeah, you um, are literally opposite the I beach. I love, I love that. And I, I, you know, the south coast, the the east coast, the west coast. Um, I love Scotland too. I just, it's just so beautiful. We went up to the Shetland Islands a couple times. That was amazing. Um, and then. You know, it's it's funny. The more you travel around the UK, I, I uh, Barry and I, my husband and I, uh, kind of figured it out one time. We figured that if you add up all the tours we've done in the UK, we've actually probably lived there for about three years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so we know it fairly well. And it is a, it is a very there's a huge variety of beauty in your country uh from the north to the south to the beaches to the you know the mountains up in in scotland and it it's it's maybe you know maybe you don't have the grand canyon or something but you're, it's for a small country there is a lot yeah we are very quaint very, it's a very quaint yeah, very different you know from cornwall to uh to the midlands it's it's just there's a lot of beauty there and have it's you, it, have, have you played living before you know, I was trying to remember that. I feel like we had been at the Lowther before, but it's hard for me to remember that because because we had so many COVID cancellations okay. that I can't remember if we actually, <laughs> we some of the everyone. venues we actually you, You'll played. recognize it when you turn up, yeah. But oh, I do yeah. know we've played in, in the vicinity uh, before, but I know we played uh, actually yeah. very, very close to Lytham. So. You, you are coming to a very nice part of the world. You really are. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I know that you're right there on the coast, so I'm yeah. really looking Well, I, I live literally about three minutes to the sea, and it's, you know, oh, we, have, we have a walk to the beach occasionally, myself and my girl, and, yeah, it's nice. I, it yeah, nice. I love that. I'm a beach person, so I really love that. I'm, I'm a beach person if it's 30 degrees, but in the UK we don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. No, beach is, the beach is nice in the cold weather. You just have to have the right clothes. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Okay, back to the interview. Sorry about that. We just got, got off a little bit. A little bit. Um, what's the best advice you've been given? Can you remember? Is there anything in particular that springs to mind? Well, years ago, when I first moved to Nashville, um, I was I wanted to make records and I, I thought of myself as a singer songwriter. I wanted to be an artist, um, but I looked for a publishing deal first because I knew that, you know, if I was going to be taken seriously, I would need to prove that I could write songs first. I, yeah. I felt like that was the most important thing. And my first publisher, my first the person that really took me kind of under his wing and and um, saw that there was something there said to me uh, I was I was struggling with with trying to co-write because it's such a part of the culture of this town you know to do that and he saw me struggling and he took me aside at some point and he said you know what stop doing that I like the songs that you write by yourself better just yeah. stop doing it don't worry about it and it was it was just so important that he gave me that permission to just be myself. Essentially, what he was saying is just be yourself. Yeah. Um, and it's it's that sounds sort of trite, but at the time he said that to me, I really needed to know that it was okay to go kind of off the beaten path and and write my own songs by myself when everyone else around me was doing these co-writing yeah, sessions. Yeah, do another thing. Yeah, I know. You, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay, if there's anything you could change about the industry, what would it be? Um, I have a oh, feeling you'll say there's too many things to mention. There's, there's too many things. <laughs> there's too many things. Um, you know, I, this is a very maybe a maybe a naive answer, but I and it will never happen. But I wish that the music industry were more about music. Yeah, there's so many, so many other things that, you know, especially now for young artists, they have to worry so much about TikTok and Instagram and, you know, yeah. all these things. And they spend so much. They have to, by necessity, spend so much time on it. Yeah, it's um, like a full time job doing your social media than it is actually writing music and performing music. Yeah, and I, I, I'm really glad that, you know, I, I'm old enough that I grew up in an era when there was no social media. And what I did was I went out and I played in clubs every single night and I got a hell of an education in yeah. being in front of an audience and, you know, and how to sing 40 songs a night without losing your voice and, you know, all of those things. And I, I just feel like for young artists today, it's a lot more about how you are perceived on social media. And I think that's a shame. It is a shame. Uh, yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that one. I totally agree. Okay, final question, and I'll leave you in peace. If you're out for a meal or somewhere socially, and one of your songs is played, are you tempted to sing along or make a swift oh, God, exit no. stage left? <laughs> God, no. No, I, I will. I do remember once um, I was in, this is years and years and years ago, kind of when karaoke was first kind of getting popular in the U.S. Um, I was on a road trip with my family, just driving across the country, going back to Boulder, Colorado, where I used to live. And we stopped for the night in some hotel somewhere in the Midwest. And it was karaoke night. And we went down to, 
to have a drink in the bar and it was karaoke night and they play Independence <laughs> Day. And my ex-husband, my husband at the time, had had enough to drink that he went over to the girls that were singing it and pointed to me and said, my wife wrote that song. <laughs> and they didn't, they didn't believe him. No. They thought he was just some drunk guy. That, <laughs> that was just absolutely brilliant. So, yeah. Yeah. So no, I, I, I'm, 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 I would probably more like curl up in, in the corner and try to be inconspicuous if yeah, my song right. came on. Yeah, we're off. We're going. Yeah, played our song. Yeah. <laughs> Gretchen, thank you so much. I'll leave you in peace. Thank you again. Thanks. Take care. You take care, Gretchen. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.